So my homie, this was uh, quite the year, right? Eh? We had, uh, it was, oh, uh, yeah, it was like almost like a uh, turning point year, right? Where we uh, rolled into this year and uh, really hit the gas and uh, and then produced all those events and you know brought on hundreds of speakers throughout the year between all our networks like literally thousands of speakers actually yeah. and uh, you know we just uh, had a had an amazing year let me hear your thoughts on that yeah the, the year was a, a definitely a huge roller coaster for myself um, professionally for sure when it comes to business and portal to ascension the growth level was pretty much exponential and during the whole of this world global issue that we've been going through you know we really did become um way more solidified in our intentions um you know when shift hits the fan you got to figure things out and that's kind of what i've been really focusing on the last two years spending a lot of time um cultivating events and gatherings and community connection moving from workshops solo workshops to more conferences all day conferences rather than the individual presentation and you've been doing this too is um, basically having events where you have multiple people gathering together for a long period of time. So it becomes more of a family setting and connection and unity. But I would say from my experience of talking to a lot of people and attending like conscious content creator workshop groups where we support each other, the one thing that a lot of people, even people you think that have it together and are really like um, um, living their best life, they're, when you say to them, what do they want more in life, right? Connection. Right. So 2021, I feel, was a, a time where a lot of people were craving that people craving all types of stuff. But definitely from what I've been hearing is that people were looking for that connection. You know, those whether it was a hug, whether it was just being acknowledged, whether it was being supported in this world with so much divisive ideology. We've been at a place now where it's you almost can't be 100 percent vulnerable and transparent with even your neighbor because we're so politically and um, ideologically divided. So what I want to create for 2022 is, you know, creating my own theme here and announcing it right here is the is the year of connection, you know, not only connection to each other, but connection to ourselves, because that's really where it first st starts from, you know. So I'm excited for what's to come. Got a lot of amazing productions in store and we're going to continue growing a lot together. Um but 2021 definitely was a roller coaster from, from everything from like um, trying to figure out like what to create on Portal to Ascension to the fact that I just, you know, went through a divorce two months ago and um, have been trying to figure out who I am without being in a relationship, you know, because last 10, 11 years I was in a relationship and mm -hmm. my identity was based on that. So it's like. I'm not depressed or anxious about it, though. You know, I'm I'm excited about what's to come and the expansion that's going to be in store in the future for us. Nice, beautiful, brother. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a a rough year, I would say, for yourself mm -hmm. personally, right? Uh, because of uh, everything that uh, has happened, right? Like you're going through a divorce, things like that. So that uh, you know that can bring a guy down, and uh, especially when you've dedicated your life for uh, the past uh, decade, right? So, uh, you know, Amy and I, we sit here, you know, we talk about it every once in a while, right? Sometimes I see you on the screen and you're looking sad and looking, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, oh, look at Neil, looks so sad. And then I sit there with like this and I send energy and, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it is what it is, right? And uh, it's one of those things and uh, you just gotta, you know, move forward. And as you have, right? Uh, you're yeah. just uh, 
that. Now you're about to go on to this uh, global adventure, if you can. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah, fuck, eh? <laughs> that yeah, really yeah. sucks. <laughs> you were supposed to go, go to Guatemala, right? We were talking about this. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dream started. You were supposed to go to Guatemala, and then two days before you were supposed to go, they brought in the, uh, you know, you got to be, you know, candied up. <laughs> before yeah, you yeah. Go <laughs> you got to take your insulin shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's freaking crazy because what I was saying for a long time was that I don't think it's going to get worse than it was, right? Yeah. And the way I measure that, right, is by measuring the fact that if a country has worse restrictions than they had before in the last two years, then maybe it's getting a little worse, you know? And then what happened with Guatemala is they put in a restriction they didn't have the whole time. You were allowed to go to Guatemala the whole entire time. But now it's only, you know, you can only go if you're a certain segment of society that takes your insulin shots. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's like, I was like, whoa, that they did take step back. And there's only seven cases a week there and zero pass, no, zero transitions. Yeah. So it's like, there's not even a reason for it. But I don't even get into the drama of all that stuff just to give you context. So I had to re do my whole entire plan and now i'm going back to the yucatan on january 6th i'm there for two and a half months and i have some portal to ascension business opportunities and i'm actually building from scratch a whole entire portal to ascension studio and headquarters bro in this um place where i connected with someone we're creating a podcast studio a portal to ascension music studio and a tv studio all in this one building and he's, he's basically built it all out and it's all concrete so yeah. now we have to go in and i'm we're going to um hit the um hit the road running and pull out the drawing board when i get down there and kind of design what it's going to look like how we're going to like soundproof the walls and all that stuff so i'm excited for that and i, I think the universe has been telling me repeatedly through magical synchronicities that i'm supposed to be in playa del carmen in the yucatan right now as my home base so that's where that's where i'm gonna be doing most of my stuff from See, there you go, man. You just said it that uh, you know the universe is pushing you in that direction. So uh, you know everything that's happened in your life leading you up to this moment. Maybe it is for all of that, and uh, and you're just becoming aware of it now. And mm -hmm. and it's a beautiful thing is to come. Yeah, man. I wish I could just come down there and hang out with you. And because I'm a I'm a construction worker myself, right? I know how to oh, steal that. I know how to do uh, you know the, what do you call that insulation, soundproofing. Really, I know how to do all of that. Yeah. I, I right, so let me ask you this question then, because um, I have a friend that I met in Playa del Carmen, and then she's not um, she's not diabetic, so she doesn't take her shots. Got to skirt around the freaking the the freaking tech gods, but anyways, um, she went back to Montreal and then she tried to come on a plane over to back to Irvine where I live because her parents live down here, right? And they wouldn't let her on a plane, so she got in a car across the border. They don't even ask or check, and then she took a plane from the U.S. to Mex um, to Mexico. Smart. <laughs> yeah so maybe maybe you can do that bro maybe i can do that that's yeah, yeah that's smart <laughs> take the bus to seattle bro <laughs> when there's a will there's a way bro i mean it's yeah, not that take, far, you take know? a bus to seattle <laughs> that's but cool. i'm not even yeah. kidding you dude like maybe in the summer or something we can make it happen yeah dude. yeah man. that's when we're gonna start construction okay okay i'm gonna talk to amy and see if we can uh somehow sneak into the united states and 
fly from there to Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I can yeah. help you with all of that. I'm, I've done soundproofing. I sound and it's proof. not it's not um, illegal because you just cross the border. They don't even ask you anything. You just cross. And yeah, I'm a Canadian citizen anyhow, so you know they can't bother me all that much because we have an yeah. agreement, right? We got uh, we got ourselves an agreement happening. Okay, I'm gonna look into yeah. it and see how I can sneak down there because i can definitely help you with that soundproofing and insulate insulating and all of that is just right up my right up my career i think that um i think that's how we're meant to grow our partnership i think once i come down i'll probably never leave (laughs) dude telling me man i'm gonna be there all the time yeah let, let me ask you this dude what are some getting back to 2022 and 2021 what are some lessons that you've learned in this last year? Um, well, I think the number one lesson that I learned from 2021 is uh, I learned about the uh, zero point and, uh, and myself Trinity. Mm-hmm. I think that was the, uh, the most uh, fundamental thing that I learned after uh, you know going to many conferences and then holding my own conferences and then talking to all the people and then watching your videos and other people's videos and i think one thing that i've come out of 2021 is the understanding of my self trinity right uh you know my you know zero point uh consciousness is uh is what i've i've learned Right now, when it comes to watchers talk lessons, you know, uh, the thing I learned with uh, with that is uh, I need to um, stream and uh, upload content uh, at least four to five times a week. Okay. Right. Uh, this year, I was pretty consistent with, um, you know, three, four a week. Right. So. And then the year before that, you know, I was only doing it like once, once or twice a week. And then that was it. And I really saw the difference between the year before and this year in, uh, in engaging with uh, people that watch watchers talk, right? Uh, I've become more uh, approachable, I would say, right? Uh, because yeah, before yeah. I wasn't, right? Before I wasn't. Um, I didn't create any posts in the community. And, uh, you know, if I did, I would comment only like here and there. Uh, same thing in the comments of my videos. I did the same thing there. I would just comment here and there. And so the thing I've learned with Watchers Talk is to uh, be, uh, you know, continuously in communication with everyone that watches Watchers Talk, right? Through posts, through comments. Uh, just through uh, streams and really, uh, you know, listen to the uh, to the audience, right? Because in the years before, I didn't do that, right? I, mm-hmm. uh, I would watch the comments and I would follow some links and uh, and but I, w- I, w- I really wouldn't engage, right? So, you know, I would say the biggest thing I've taken away from 21 is the engagement with the audience. That's my biggest lesson besides my own personal lesson of Trinity. You know, so I'll just piggyback on that for a second. The engagement with the community has been a huge thing because, you know, I've been doing events since 2008. Um, I've been doing like bigger events since 2012. And um, 
you know, I had social media, social media just grew normally because I was just doing a lot of events and meeting a lot of people, but I wouldn't really like engage with people unless they were my personal Facebook. And, but then this whole thing happened in the world. And what I realized was like, I was doing around, you know, when everything started around a hundred events, individual events a year. Right. And uh, works, most of them, like 60, 70% of them were workshops solo workshops like William Henry presents, Trisha McKenna presents, whoever presents, right? And then 40% of them were conferences. But then when, you know, I was spending all this time at home and I like part of my like way to transcend my anxiety and my depressive issues from like childhood is connecting with people, right? Is like just having that reflection outside of me, sharing love. When I'm like left to my own thoughts, sometimes I can fall into that, right? And what happened over the last couple of years, I did get a lot of depression and anxiety after like a year of it because I was like not feeling that connection that I literally created in my life constantly through the live events. So I switched everything and I started creating all day conferences and a lot of free conferences. We did the first online free Portal to Ascension conference, which was five days, right? Remember that one? Yeah, yeah. And then we did a four day one, we did another four day one. And it was the reason was because um, I wanted to engage and connect more and get feedback from people. So what I did, you know, to, um, to kind of just like add to what you're saying is that I started um, engaging and requesting feedback from people and having even if it's a brief conversation where people are emailing me, because sometimes I get 100 emails a day, right? And I will, I'll just leave them unread until I can respond, you know, and just to, um, to engage with people and to just because I feel like I need to be acknowledged, you know, as a human person, we all like want to have that reflection of being acknowledged and appreciated and understood. And I know that a lot of other people in the community feel the same way. They like want to share their stories. So I've really shifted a lot of portal to ascension around our mission is to allow for uh, other people to have their voices heard and share their stories, which is why I do more surveys now as well, where I ask people for their feedback of what they're into, what their mm -hmm. passions are. Um, are they excited about the world situation, right? Or, or are they kind of like, um, you know, everything's going to shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so the engagement is key, and that goes back to how we started this whole thing, which is the connection, right? That like what you're doing from those posts on YouTube and everywhere you're doing it is you're creating that connection um, with others so that we can know that we're on this journey together. And I feel that's what like what we do with our organizations is really have that underlying tone of that it's not just these presenters presenting to you. It's really about all of us as a community moving forward together and sharing information so that's, you know, my lesson in regards to that. Now for myself, I've been like, to give you like a kind of a, a summary of my life, right? Before I got with my ex-wife, I was 28 years old, right? And um, I was raised in a conservative Indian family, okay? So I wasn't allowed to date, you know, until um, like I was in my 20s. Like I was like basically a 28 year old, but I was really like a 15 year old mentality. And I was living up to my parents' expectations because even though they would say I was a complete failure up until 28, in my mind, I had this judgment and this shame on myself because I was never enough. I could never do enough because I just wasn't into all the things that they wanted me to be into, you know? I was mm -hmm. into being more creative, art, poetry, spirituality. They wanted me to do something more linear, right? And then after that, I got with my ex-wife and I was with her. So for up until to age 28, 
not only did I have like no money, right? So I couldn't even afford a lifestyle for myself, but I also was um, living up to my parents' expectations, right? And falling short. And then I got married and then um, I was living for someone else. I didn't even live for myself the whole time. And then three months ago, I separated. And for the first time in my entire life, bro, like I'm literally living for myself for three months. I'm 39 years old, you know? So the lessons that I'm receiving are like lessons that some people get in their 20s. You know what I mean? And it's just this whole reflection of how do I take care of myself? How do I put myself, um, you know, put myself first before I go ahead and um, put myself out there? And the number one lesson, which is my boundaries. What are boundaries even? How do you even create those, right? Um, how do you make sure you don't get taken advantage of your energy and stuff, but you also have respect for other people that are requesting certain things for you. So you don't come from a place of trigger or emotional trauma. You know what I mean? So these are kind of all my lessons, but they're all happening in a very short period of time, the last couple of months. And I'm excited for them because I feel that they're just going to make me a stronger person. And through me becoming a stronger person, I'm able to be more of uh, have more of a presence with Portal to Ascension and create even more powerful events. Yeah, you know, brother, I uh, I totally understand and hear you uh, coming in from a uh, from an Indian family. Uh, I'm in the same boat, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I I totally understand the culture, and uh, I understand the uh, the mentality behind uh, the Indian parent. Uh, you know, I I had to go through the same thing. Uh, mm -hmm. Instead of a, uh, a Hindu household, I had to deal with a, a Muslim household. I don't know which one's worse. <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> you know, but that that uh, that expectations <laughs> of, uh, of parents, especially immigrant parents, right, who uh, left their home countries and uh, came to these uh, Western countries, uh, you know, like the UK, United States, Canada. And once you get there, they uh, they really destroy their children because uh, you know they're trying to imprint their own wants and needs, pretty much selfish wants and needs, onto their children by forcing them to become something yeah. that they simply don't have any interest in. Right? Like I was watching uh, Russell Peters last night, and he said, "I'll never go to an Indian doctor, uh, a man Indian doctor, because." You know, he wanted to be something else, but, uh, you know, he just appeased his parents to become a doctor. So in the That's middle so of funny. surgery, you know, what if he says, oh, fuck it, you know, I've had enough of this. I'm just walking away and he drops everything and walks away. <laughs> the, the Indian girl, he's like, they're OK, because, you know, those are the ones that actually wanted to become the doctors. But the parents like, you know, well, you can marry a doctor. Why do you have to become a doctor? That's right? hilarious. And on and on and on. So, you know, going back to that, you know, I totally understand where, you know, if you don't live up to their expectations of you becoming an accountant or a lawyer or a doctor or, you know, some shit like that, an engineer, <clears throat> then you're just simply a failure and uh, you really didn't amount much to uh, to too much. And, and you're a poor bastard if they're going to arrange your marriage for you, which, uh, you know, in some cases is the case, like what happened to my brother. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, you have this arranged marriage. So if in their mind, they think that you're a failure, then they're going to go back to the old country and they're not going to be shopping for girls like in the high end, <laughs> high end. They're just going to go down to the village and uh, they're going to say, who wants to marry somebody that lives in Canada? And then whoever. Oh, wait, is that what happened? Well, no, that's not what, not what happened to my brother. But, uh, yeah. 
you know, I'm that's just saying happen. in general that that's uh, that's the mentality uh, behind it, right? You could be extremely su- successful here in the West, but if you didn't become what they wanted you to become, then you know you're a loser. So you don't deserve anything more than more than that. So I totally understand yeah. where you're coming from, you know, and uh, and and I and I uh, I would say that that's uh, you know, one hand has destroyed us, but on the other hand. It's um, you know it's made us even stronger in yes. what we believe and what we stand for, because you know if we're shit on from our families for what we believe in, then yeah, we're yeah. going to really stand against that and say no, you know you're wrong and I'm right and uh, I'm going to do this even more just to get under your skin, just to piss you off <laughs> that little bit more, and I'm going to do it. I totally get it, bro, and it's kind right, of shitty. Right that that happens that's why i never did that to my kids you know my kids i never tried to imprint anything onto them you know you be what whatever you want to be you know i don't care you know just mm-hmm. enjoy your human experience you made your contracts you're here you know you use this as a vessel to get into this planet and uh and then from that point on you know everything's up to you i'm not going to yeah. tell you which god you need to worship which political party you need to follow which hockey team should be your favorite yeah, I you're your own person. <laughs> yeah, do what you want. That's man. that's the thing with um, parents, right? Is um, when do you realize that your child is their are their own person, and what is the boundary of how much you want to influence them to shift and be something, and then how much you want them just to be experiencing them on their own? You know, and that's what with my family, even to this day, I had a conversation with my mom, beautiful conversation, just two days ago, where I connected with her probably more than I have in like two decades. And she was um, basically talking about all these expectations she has for, from me and for my sister. And I was like calling her out on it and being like, you need to live your own life. You're like 60 something years old. You need to really focus on yourself, you know, because you might have all these expectations because you think that we're not living the best life that we can live right now. But who, how are you to know that in two years, it's going to be different. Five years, it's going to be different. We reinvent ourselves in every single moment. We get stuck onto the situations in this in this moment, in this month, in this day, um, and we lose sleep over it. Literally, people like my mom lose sleep over it, have anxiety over it. But ultimately, without her even having a say in it, it's going to change in the future anyway. Things will shift, right? So, and my sister and I were both in our 30s, right? So I'm like, really, it's time for you just to let us have our own experience of life. We're healthy. Yeah. We can afford to live. We have a roof overhead. We got food. Those are all the things that really matter. Now we need to figure out ourselves and you don't need to worry yourself over, you know, why aren't we doing this? Why aren't we doing this right? Like this, you know, because it's just not going to make her have and she has high blood pressure now and all that stuff. So it's just like, when do you get to that point where you realize you just need to let, let them experience life. And mm-hmm. more and more people are like yourself now in this generation where we're realizing that, you need to allow them to have their experiences because we have the technology, we have the psychology and the research studies done to show that when you put all these expectations on your children, it creates those traumas for them that ends up coming out in unhealthy ways in their future, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I say you need to realize that the moment they're born, right, the moment from the first breath that they take, you need to realize to yourself that they're an independent person they're under contract to be here and it's your responsibility to see them through to uh, you know a relatively 
good age for them to become fully independent. But, you know, from zero to, you know, 18, 19, 20, you know, allow them to be what they need to be and just give them yeah. the advice and the guidance that they need. Don't demand of it to, you know, just give them the advice and say, maybe you need to try it this way. Maybe you need to try it this way. Move along now, go and do doing what you want to do. Like my son, yeah. for instance, um, you know, he uh, likes music and he has mm -hmm. this idea in his mind that uh, he wants to be a musician. He wants to create music. And, uh, you know, his brother is uh, a rapper. He makes his own music. He raps and does his own thing. So I think Melvin wants to be like his older brother. Right. But personally, I don't mm -hmm. think he has the interest because, you know, he's got keyboards in his room. He's got guitars. He's got, you know, all the equipment that he needs to create music. But he doesn't create music. It's been sitting in his room for a year. I could go in there and force him and say, you know, hey, you got all this stuff. You better fucking use it. You know, you're wasting all this money, blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Right. But yeah. I don't do that because I, I'm seeing it from this perspective that maybe he's just simply not interested and he wants to impress his brother and that's all it is and he just doesn't have any interest in it so if i force him to do something to create music then he's not going to be really making good music it's just yeah. gonna come shitty because his heart isn't in it right so i just say okay well if he doesn't want to create it he doesn't want to create it you know let's just not yeah. push it on him he'll eventually find something you know, and it's like all kids, right? You want to be a fireman, then you want to be a policeman, you know, then you want to be a doctor, then you want to be an astronaut. And, you know, you're, you know, your your ideas change through life, right? You want to be an NBA mm -hmm. player, then you want to be the guy that scores the overtime goal to win the Stanley Cup and all that shit, right? It's, uh, it is what it is, right? I, I, the point is that we should just leave our kids alone and let them do what they need. If they fall down and get a boo-boo, you know, just you know don't go running to them yeah so they got a boo-boo just remember they made out of rubber you know they'll uh they'll they'll bounce back and they'll <laughs> heal faster than you're going to heal that scratch will be gone in two days so don't go running up there and grab them say, oh my poor little baby you know just allow them to experience that what it feels like to fall and get that scratch and you know feel that pain because if you don't you know, if you go there and boo-boo them, then the next time they fall, they're going to do the boo-boo again, right? So they're not going to really learn from oh. that. The next time they fall, they'll be like, oh, I better not do that again because I'm going to fall, scrape my knee, and nobody's going to come pick my ass up. So I yeah, gotta, yeah. I So to clarify, up. to clarify for, you know, those that might be um, disagree with you, I would say that you can support, you can facilitate, you can make sure they're okay all the time. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, it's <laughs> it's uh, it's the extreme level of like are you come um you know of um I guess babying them to a certain point where yeah. they can become victims later in life because they aren't willing to accept the struggles and strifes of life because you basically shelter them and yeah. a great example would be my sister and myself we were sheltered so much from my parents' woes and struggles and I kind of wish I wasn't so that I would kind of be more aware of certain things rather than oblivious to it, you know? And and even if, like somebody said this to me the other day, like two days ago or something, like you can be extremely conscious with your kids and intentional, but traumas will could still manifest without you even knowing, right? A great There's example. Okay. Right. That too. But just yeah. take, for example, this, you're at the, you're at a mall, right? You're with your like five-year-old. Um, your five-year-old starts like running around somewhere. And then you can't find your five-year-old, right? And for about 20 minutes, 
your five-year-old is lost, okay? Then you find them, and it's got no fault of your own. There's just too much energy left. However, that 20 minutes may have and does in many cases creates an abandonment issue that ends up becoming a trauma later in life because of that one experience that created such a huge imprint of trauma. You didn't do anything wrong. The kid did nothing wrong. The world is literally set up that way. You know what I'm saying? The way our brains yeah. work and stuff. So you can be as conscious as you want, but you really don't know what's going to happen and who people are going to end up being, which is why it's even more important to be a facilitator rather than a dictator. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and just to go back to uh, what we were saying, you know, uh, I don't mean if your kid falls down, don't pick them up. You know, yeah. that, that's not what I mean. You said it perfectly. You I know, knew that. That's why I, I added baby, to it. Yeah. You know, babying the idea, right? There's got to come a certain point where you have to stop and allow them to to learn the lessons on their own, right? If they fall down and hurt themselves, you know, yeah, absolutely. You know, go and help your kid out, man. <laughs> you know, don't leave them laying there bleeding. But there does come a time when you have to stop and stop making rainbows and glazing the donuts and shit, right? And then expose Dude. the real reality of life to them and say, here it is. You know, this is how life works, boy. <laughs> hey, like, hey, this is something, like, extremely vulnerable I'm about to say right now, but I'm over it so I can say it. But my freaking, <laughs> no, my grandmother, my dad's mother, was trying to give me a um, bottle feed me in secret until I was, like, seven years old, bro. No shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. And... <laughs> Dude, dude, dude. Oh, freaking, um, my dad, I, I don't remember too much from childhood because of some traumas that happened. But I do remember like six years old in my grandmother's room and she's like bottle feeding me. And then like my dad comes in and freaking goes furious. Like, what are you doing? And I think that was like the end of it. But yeah. it was like her trauma of having she had like eight kids and they're all yeah. grown up and she wanted another baby. And she didn't want me to grow up. Yeah. So it was, it was, I'm sure that created all types of traumas for me right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you were saying (laughs) that, you know, that's, that's that's not unique to you. You know, there's, uh, I've read stories where, uh, you know, there's like 12, 13 year old kids, 11 year old kids that are still being breastfed by their mom. You know, (laughs) it's uh, some pretty sick shit out there, man. I've, uh, you know, I've seen it, I've read it. You know, and I don't know how true it is, but I've read I mean, it. <laughs> it is what it is. We a lot of us come from trauma, right? Yeah. And okay, so now let's tie this all back into the topic here of like um what we need to what we can do is in this world of duality, we have the opportunity to become the masters of what we're most traumatized from. Okay. So you and I, we had these experiences being in these families that had all these expectations from us. Um, For me, being an Indian family, uh, like, you know, where most Indian people out of India are like lawyers, doctors, computer scientists, right? So having that on me and then getting to a point where you either become one of two things. You become a victim to your traumas in your life or you become a master of your traumas. And this is something that I tie into um, for example, if you're going to go to a rehab facility because you're an alcoholic or drug user, right? And um, do you want someone there who literally just went to four years of college, got a psychological psychology degree and is now there? Or or do you find mostly ex-drug users and ex-alcoholics, um, right? The people that are literally the ones teaching people how to get out of it were the ones that experienced it. That's right. right? 
tantric practitioners, um, sexual, uh, sexual healing and therapists, right? Most of those individuals literally had those abuses happen to them. And now they're at a point where they're teaching you how to transcend it because they went through the struggle, they figured it out on their own, and they came out of it. So that's what the opportunity of this world of amnesia, this planet of amnesia, where we don't remember all of our lives, our extraterrestrial lives, and the opportunity we have in duality is that you can either, and many people, I would say even the majority, it seems, on this planet are living out their traumas later in life, you know? And yeah. But the point of this whole thing is, of this game, is to figure out how to be, you know, how to learn the lessons from those traumas so that we can teach others how to transcend theirs. And now this connects to extraterrestrials because I, everything comes back to ETs, man. You know, like, <laughs> there, there's been channelers, researchers, a lot of people have said that when we ascend or as we're ascending, because ascension, I don't even like using that in the term of the future, right? As we are evolving in consciousness, uh, we get to a point where we have communication with extraterrestrial races and interaction and trade and all this stuff, we're going to get to a point where we're going to go out into the cosmos and teach them how we transcended the darkness within us and around us when we still had amnesia. We didn't even know how we found the light in this world of such, such density. That is what a lot of people and ET channelers, people in communication have been saying. So what does that mean? That's the exact same thing of what I just said earlier about duality is that you become the masters of your biggest struggles if you want to be. And mm -hmm. that's what our goal is on this planet is to literally figure out how we can live in unity, how we can live in peace, how we can live in a unity with the other animals and species on our planet, as well as each other, as well as with ourselves, because that's where the most chaos comes in, right? And then once we get to that point, we're able to be at the consciousness level where we have interaction and communication with extraterrestrial races. Then we get to that world where we're having that on a constant basis. And then we start teaching them how we did it. You know, and I, I really feel that's kind of like where we're going through. And that's why we're in this massive school right now of trying to figure out how to live together and how to learn these lessons. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely correct. And, you know, I would have to say that uh, we a majority of the population now is uh, really going in that direction. Right. Uh, living in harmony, uh, you know, living with nature um you know just uh, more mm -hmm. self-help more inner uh evaluation of the self i'm you know seeing it you know a lot more compared to last year and the year before that so it's exponentially growing and i could really see that that's a you know that's a really really beautiful uh site that we can you know ascend into the cosmos and then teach others how to snap out of this um you know repetitive Michael cycle that they're trapped in right so you mm -hmm. know i i really like that you know and for me you know when you were saying you know evolution of consciousness you mm -hmm. know i'd uh, like to understand that a little bit more because mm -hmm. in my mind uh, what i have is uh you have the consciousness mm -hmm. right then uh, then you have the mind right mm -hmm. then uh, then you have the body avatar which uh, decodes the information from the mind to mm -hmm. uh, create uh, this, uh, you know, this reality that uh, that we're engaged with, and the mind is a reflection of the consciousness, right? Mm -hmm. So, 
we have like a breath of consciousness within us that uh, you know keeps us ticking right yeah. but beyond that you know are we accessing consciousness to experience consciousness or is you know like or that breath that we have within us are we increasing that somehow mm. you know what i'm saying because i love the, what you're saying man because the consciousness itself for me right is the expression of yeah. of zero right of, yeah yeah, of yeah zero of nothing yeah because from that it manifested so what i'm thinking is that the zero is yeah. a field of information of everything and because it needs to be expressed it's expressing itself through consciousness that's why everything has consciousness like a stone a meteor you know whatever the case may be everything has consciousness and that zero mm -hmm. point is expressing itself like that so mm -hmm. if we have the separation of the three right consciousness mm -hmm. mind and then the avatar that's decoding that information i'd like to understand that evolution of consciousness yeah. is it the evolution that our awareness to that consciousness is increasing or, mm -hmm. or is that breath of consciousness that's inside of us increasing and manifesting even more damn beautiful questions dude um i will okay so it's it's really paradoxical right because you could say both of those exist but you could also say that we are completely consciousness and awake in this moment but we've created this illusionary computer program game that is a virtual reality where we where we it looks like that we need to receive consciousness through our brains however it all exists as one frequency all the time mm -hmm. right so but let's look let's just go completely 3d in this illusion let's speak on that level right because yeah. that's how we're going to teach people about this is to speak not from like oh we are consciousness and we are awake right that the people that are into this will understand that but the people that are coming into it or waking up to it you know have been programmed to this 3d reality so i like what you said about the fact that okay so our minds right basically are the receivers of consciousness right mm -hmm. everything is consciousness including our bodies right but in this 3d reality this consciousness and consciousness is all that is the akashic records understanding of everything dimensions all knowingness and our minds are basically connected to our brains that then send the signals to the rest of our body of the information that we're collecting. Mm -hmm. Now, the whole concept of the fact that we use a small percentage of our brains, they used to say 10%, but that's actually incorrect. It's more like 15 to 20% of our brains are actually utilized. And when they say that, some people think like, oh, only a portion of your brain is used. It's not that case at all. Because you're using all parts of your brain. You're using your left hemisphere, right hemisphere, frontal lobe, you know, subconscious mm -hmm. mind. It's just that they're all not firing at their full potential. So when our minds, when I'm saying evolution of consciousness, because I can give you like 10 different definitions of evolution of consciousness that are completely different based on your level of understanding of this information. So let's go, and again, we're going 3D. So as we awaken to consciousness, our frequencies shifted within our bodies, our brains and our minds start firing at synaptic connectors where they're able to process more information. Parts mm -hmm. of our brains that are dormant, right? Um, even that term is used loosely because how dormant are they, um, are starting to receive this consciousness field and able to process more information. Now, our bodies, and I saw you posted something that our bodies have more than seven chakras, which is true, but then let's just go with the seven main chakras up the spine. Each of those chakras are also 
tapped into a specific dimension. Mm -hmm. We get the root chakra, the first dimension. Second chakra, second dimension, sacral chakra, right? Sexual energy. Third dimension, you have the solar plexus, the emotion of the third dimension. Then you got the go up and up and up. As we activate those energy centers, right? In alignment with the fact that our brains are processing more consciousness, mm -hmm. we start also tapping in and allowing our bodies to receive data from these dimensional frequencies. And then the third thing would be our DNA. The DNA has multiple strands, not just two strands and those seem to be also some of them we're now realizing and i did a whole presentation on this last year is that our junk dna has now been proven not to be junk and is actually being utilized to synthesize and create proteins and then some of them are dormant but they seem to have some sort of um musical is what they the psycho um the scientists mm -hmm. say some sort of musical harmonic frequency to them that needs to be activated somehow, right? Going to the whole concept that the universe is one verse, one song, vibration. Mm -hmm. So just to be concise with everything I just said there, so to answer what you're saying, to speak on that, consciousness is everywhere in this 3D reality and, you know, and beyond, of course, but our brains fire these synaptic connectors now because we're going through this upturn, the veils are thinner, we're able to process more information. Time isn't going faster, our ability to process consciousness is increasing. And the illusion is time goes faster because we're able to process more of the stimuli. Our mm -hmm. chakra systems are activating, allowing us to pull information, including ET races, planets, who they are, all this stuff um, into our bodies. And then our DNA is activating. And that's all because we're going through this upturn in consciousness and the position of our solar system within our own galaxy is at specific areas within the galaxy that is allowing for certain cosmic rays to benefit us for us to be able to process the frequencies of the universe even more. So I feel if I'm going to give one definition, it would be us receiving um, our ability to receive consciousness is increasing. Mm, I like that. Yeah, I like that. So the way I take that is that consciousness is separate right but mm -hmm. this radio that we're using right this this avatar we can dial the knobs to a certain frequency and mm. experience that consciousness and enhance it if we want right within yeah. we have that ability within us as i said before that the human is an unestablished state maybe for that reason alone to where you can dial into, you know, a certain conscious experience, consciousness experience, and then have that ability to ascend that and explore yeah. that a little bit, you know, more in depth than, uh, say, my cat, which is mm -hmm. an established state. My cat doesn't want to be anything more than a cat, and that's it, right? But for the human, it's totally different. So I like that, that you can access... Uh, because mm -hmm. consciousness is non-local, right? Well, I guess it's yeah, local yeah. and non-local because we have that little bit of it in us that we're, you know, being transmitted that consciousness via our, you know, avatar, and we can experience a certain spectrum of it, right? And then, you know, in order for us to experience more, mm -hmm. yeah, I get it. That's a beautiful, beautiful explanation. And then what happens is, like, the paradox, right, is that, as we start receiving more and more of this consciousness that's all around us in this illusion of separation, we eventually realize we were a part of it all along. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was yeah. never separate at all. 
But in order to get there, we basically, basically Source wanted to experience itself in multiple forms. Part of it was to experience yourself as complete separate, but to experience it in a way where you 100% believe it as your reality. So that happens to be the dimension that we're in. Mm-hmm. And but then the only way to go when you're in the complete separation is back to the one. There's you can't get any more separate than being separate. Yeah, you know. So as we go back to the one, we just realize we're just infinite energy all the time, and that's how source experiences it, itself, right? Source experiences itself through all of our experiences and everything in creation simultaneously, because all we're really doing is clocking in experiences, like we're in like on a job, like clocking in and out of work clocking in our experiences for source to basically understand what it is. Yeah. What, you know, what am I? <laughs> yeah. And then that really <clears throat> puts it. Yeah. That's a whole paradigm on its, on its own. I don't think I want to open that can just now. <laughs> <laughs> that's best. Let's do that at the end of 2022, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty, pretty serious can. I feel like, well, we need yeah. a whole another year of research for that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's jump back to when you were uh, talking about the DNA and mm-hmm. that there are certain DNAs within us and that relate to what music, to harmonics and to vibration and frequency. So I wonder, you know, the language that we're speaking, this English language that, uh, you know, that it um, doesn't give us the access to activate, I suppose. I hate using that word, but I guess it's appropriate in this matters to activate those certain parts of your uh or fire up those uh you know aspects of your dna by you know speaking a different language like we're, we've been hearing a lot of like uh you know the light language right yeah. so i wonder if we're all speaking the light language right like even right now let's say you and i were communicating and we were communicating in light mm-hmm. language if that light language the frequency from that light language because it's being spoken everywhere would activate that aspect or that dna right uh within our body to where we can have access you know to other abilities because if the dna fires up in a certain strand right because of the harmonics then it would have a ripple effect where it would turn others on as Mm -hmm. well and then it would just you know it would just like a dominoes effect so i wonder if the language has anything to do with it and that's why they want us to speak english right? Because English mm-hmm. has become this global language now. So I wonder if that's one of the reasons why they want us to be speaking the English language so that we can't mm-hmm. create spells, yeah. right? Like, uh, you know, black magic spells or white magic spells to counter uh, to counter their uh, black magic spells. So if they're creating these magic spells, let's say by using harmonics or whistling or humming or uh, uttering certain words in a particular uh, vibrational, um, you know, format that they can create these spells like you know when you look around the world it really does appear that the world is under some kind of a spell right where there's there's just this no cognitive thinking is allowed where you're just running on autonomous so i wonder if we are able to do the same thing and counter it with uh you know by activating or firing up our dna and then begin to speak that language and then create a counter to that magic where we can begin to wake people up from that, you know, delusion that uh, people are existing in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, that goes to the whole 
concept of the fact that the English language is a very flat, monotone mm -hmm. kind of language. And then you go to Eastern traditions that have more of a full range. Yeah. And the, the theory is, and scriptures have said that this full range of frequency of expression allows for us to activate certain frequencies and levels in our bodies, whether you call them chakras, whether you call your DNA, whether it activates parts of your brain. Um, then there are actually like, for example, Sanskrit, right? Sanskrit in India, and I'll do a little mantra to show you the range here. But with Sanskrit, it was actually not the the language of the whole land and the common people. Mm -hmm. It was specifically a language that was designed for spiritual practices that helped them activate through different mantras, right? And then you have vowels. Uh, many people don't know this, but vowels weren't introduced for another around 2000 years after we had written language in this last cycle, yuga cycle, right? Because we've had many yuga cycles and I'm sure we've gone through losing language, telepathy, language, all types of stuff. But when language came onto the scene, right, uh, written language and all that, that is, um, vowels weren't actually utilized in it. And then around 2000 years later in, um, in Kemet, which is ancient Greece, and India, we start seeing the introduction of vowels. And when you look at the research behind the vowels and the ancient scriptures, it was because vowels were very sacred sounds that activated your consciousness. A, E, A, O, U, you know, those mm -hmm. tones right there. So I completely feel that that's the case. And I'll give you an example here, like this mantra, which is called the Gayatri mantra, which is supposed to be the oldest mantra ever. And it's basically talking about the creation of the universe. And in this mantra, you can hear the full range of frequencies of how it's basically said. And the concept is it's connecting you to the cosmos and connecting you to the original source of all that is. So here it is. This is the Gayatri mantra. And I'll do it one time normal and then I'll do it slower. Okay. And I guess this is a good time to do it, right? So we're let's just bring it back full circle for a moment here. We're here to talk about you know, some of the lessons that we learned this last year. And as we move into this next year, whether you believe in New Year's and celebrating one circle around the sun or not, the fact is that we've collectively now created this as a symbolic moment. Whether you're like, I don't believe in dates or not, you cannot deny the fact that we've collectively created this reality. Mm -hmm. Traditions and civilizations that never even had the Julian or Gregorian calendar are literally following this calendar, right? India is a great example. They got nothing to do with uh, the Roman calendar and what happened, right? Mm -hmm. China, they're all doing it. So Arab. we are collectively falling into it. Yeah, go ahead, Omar. The Arab calendar, same thing, right? Yeah. They're, uh, I think they're like 500 years behind this Julian calendar. So they're actually mm -hmm. in the year 1500, mm -hmm. uh, I think. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I think because uh, their calendar started in like 515 AD after mm -hmm. Muhammad's passing i think that's what it was or 575 something like that but they're only about in the year 1500 julian right calendar right so it's uh right. pretty interesting and then that goes to the whole concept of sun worshiping right so mm -hmm. worshiping the sun is basically the reason why we celebrate our turn around this this um the rotation around the sun back in the ancient days they were sun worshiping cults but they also had many other gods moon god all types of things you could choose your cult that you wanted to be a part of basically and some of them worship them all at the same time some of them only worship specific ones but ever since um the roman empire and then the adoption of christianity as the religion on earth about two thousand years ago 
we have now gone exclusively sun worshiping. Okay, so it's just something very unique because even though there was sun worshiping with the god Apollo, with other deities in the past, we're exclusive sun worshippers now. And you look at the ancient passes, oh, there were sun worshiping cults, but we're actually more sun worshippers now than we've ever been. Yeah, which is a very interesting thing to know, right? Yeah, true that. All religions, so, all religions are worshiping the sun as we speak. Yeah. And that's the part of the evolution of consciousness as well, is mm -hmm. we get to a point where we are, you go from the, the sun of the solar system to the central sun, the black hole in the center of the galaxy. And then if you go into ancient cultures like the Maya, um, and India, and beyond that, and you see all these references to the central sun, the central sun, the black sun, mm -hmm. all over Sumerian scriptures, people think that they're talking about the sun in our solar system. No, the central sun, the black sun, is literally the black hole and you go from linearity right because what is the distance from earth to the sun linear time right how we measure time mm -hmm. what is the distance from earth to the black hole in the center of the galaxy secular time because we're going around the black hole right so that's oh. where we, we're transcending to so here's I, the mantra okay yeah let me put you on full screen for that all right Gayatri mantra here Om Bhurbhavaswaha Tatsarvitarvareniyam Bhargodevasyadimahi Diyoyona Prajoteyat Om Bhurbhavaswaha Tatsarvitarvareniyam Bhargodevasyadimahi Diyoyona Prajoteyat Om Bhurbhavaswaha Tatsarvitar Vareniam, Virgo de Vastyadi Mahi, Dio Yona Prajoteata. So you can probably hear in that, right, Omar? Like the yeah. full range and the enunciations of those syllables that, like, are literally supposed to be those activations of your own body and consciousness. I hear the vowels that you were talking about in there, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very, very cool. I like that. All right, bro. So uh, we got twenty twenty two coming up, two two two, which yes. is uh, you know a great number for Watchers Talk. Been using that for a number of years, so I feel that uh, you know Watchers Talk is really going to take off uh, here in twenty twenty two. Your year, bro. To be the vibration that uh, the channel's been you know syncing with over the last few years. So I'm seeing uh, you know a lot of positive stuff coming for uh, for Watchers Talk. I plan on doing a, a little bit more events this year than I did last year. This year, actually, I did the mm -hmm. least amount of events. Uh, I think I only did like three this year. And uh, in previous years, you know, I've done like four or five, six during the during the year. So I think this year I'm going to do a little bit more. But I'm not an event producer or creator myself. I just do it to uh, really uh, bring the community together and have that, uh, you know, dialogue every once in a while where everyone meets and shares information and then create that new energy and then run out there in the world and do it all over again. Right. It's uh, you know, I enjoy doing that every once in a while, but you know, my grassroots is talks like this, right. I, I enjoy yes. that. Yeah. I'm going to do a lot more of uh, this type of content uh, coming up in, uh, in 2022 and, you know, do a couple more extra uh, events because I do enjoy them. Like, you know, I just love the energy and the information that comes out of there. 
and uh you know yeah and that's it make new friends and collaborate more and mm -hmm. you know it's just uh and just press forward and that's really the um you know, so the, we can do yeah for watchers talk i'm gonna try to create an intro for uh, watchers talk and so usually when i start the video i you know tell people to wait a couple of minutes for notifications and stuff to go out so i think i'm going to uh create like an intro video for a couple of minutes to uh, you know, keep people occupied. So if anybody wants to create a video for Watchers Talk, you know, uh, you're more than welcome to do so. Shoot it over to me and uh, I'll play it on the channel and uh, we'll have a vote on it. See, uh, you know, if uh, Watchers Talk should use it or not. And kind of that's how I want to engage the community this year as well. Right. More engagement, more uh, surveys, things like that. I haven't done a really that many surveys, but I intend on doing that. So yeah. enough of that with me. Uh, what's the uh, plan for uh, PTA? I know it's a busy, busy, busy year. Hundreds of conferences set up for mm -hmm. 2022. And then we got the big one that's happening in Arizona. San Diego. In San Diego. San Diego. Yeah, in October, right? So uh, yeah, yeah. You know, give us a rundown. Share your screen. Show us your uh, website. Yeah, and, uh, and tell us what's coming up for uh, PTA and uh, what we can look forward to and things like that. So... Okay, here have you got are. my screen up? Yeah, here I'll put you the picture in okay. picture. So what um, Omar was talking about is we are doing, going back to our live conference, we did Portal 2 Ascension Conference live in 2018, 2019. And now then we went online, we did three online ones. And now we're going back to live in San Diego. So that conference website will be ascensionconference.com, ascensionconference.com. And that's going to be up in like a week or two but you're going to see how amazing that's going to be. And it's around unity, connection, love, um, and just a lot of amazing awareness. People like Foster Gamble will be there. Um, you know, good friend Alan Steinfeld, always there, Adam Apollo, many other luminaries. And um, that's going to be at the Marina Village Conference Center in San Diego, which is about six minutes from SeaWorld, which is literally on the marina. Beautiful area with, like, boats and harbor and yachts and, like and then green grass and great restaurants and we have like three buildings in this little area so it's like literally a gold mine opportunity for us to in regards to the beauty of how that place is right that we found something that we can do this event at and no matter what happens with restrictions in the world we're pretty sure that we can still do it because we can actually limit the attendees if we need to uh, and it's such an open area and um, so that you know chances are we're going to be able to do it no matter what. And San Diego has historically over the last couple of years been very lax with their restrictions. So I'm going 100% with it, knowing that it's going to happen no matter what, October 7th, 8th, and 9th. Now, here are some events coming up for next year. And, you know, I love this time of year. And the reason why I love this time of year is that usually, a lot of times I get 50 to 100 emails a day, right, for all the events we're doing. But what happens during Christmas and um, solstice um, and um, the New Year's is everybody so busy doing their, you know, um, the holiday traditions that my email load and my customer service load goes down to almost nothing, giving me the opportunity to spend hours and hours a day on creating and producing events. So that's what I've been doing the last two weeks. Uh, and now I have four pages of events. I'm just gonna briefly go through here. We are gonna start the year out with a walk-ins conference. And the first event of the year is always so exciting, as every event is really, but definitely because we're starting out that energy, activating people, getting them going. And that's going to be a two-day conference on walk-ins. 
Omar's done many interviews with Sheila on his channel, Watchers Talk, so you can take a look at that. Then I am doing, I've done quite a few presentations, but honestly, this is going to be the best one I've ever done because it's so freaking exciting what I've learned about Pythagoras. Like, oh my God, even people that are like scholars of Pythagoras, when I was telling them about this, had no idea. And it's going to be the truth, life, and time of Pythagoras. For example, we're going to talk about the four past lives that he remembered. You know, we're going to talk about why he was vegan and why he didn't like people eating beans. You know, like it's going to be very cool. Then William Henry, Eden Restored is coming up next after that. We got Integrating the Mastery of Earth's Ancient Guardians, Laura Eisenhower, Frequent Guest. And then we're starting every single month a, a conference on a different ancient civilization. On February 19th, the Sumerians and the Mesopotamia Online Conference. And then we have the interdimensional art of Kamora Jones that you might have oh, seen on awesome. our YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> and she's fantastic. art soldier. Yeah. She's just so good, dude. And such a great person. Mm -hmm. And she's going to be, um, you know, check her out on Instagram, art soldier. She's doing her own webinar on portal dissension February. And then I'm doing a, an evolution of my galactic origins presentation called galactic origins, dimensions and black holes. We have an all-day conference on ancient Egypt and the extraterrestrial connection, mysticism, indigenous healing, and modern encounters with dimensions. Marina Seren, how to make contact with extraterrestrials workshop, a workshop on tools, techniques, and uh, tested trials, I guess, of how you can actually do this and communicate and contact ET races, which leads into an event that I'm so excited about, which is extraterrestrial races, planets, and technology. We have Mary Rodwell, Barbara Lamb, Geraldine Orozco, Dan Winter, Joan of Angels, Sorry Michael White, Jenna Layden, and myself. And we're going to talk about people that know about the races, the planets, what they look like, how they live, technology, theoretical technology, and what we've classified as technology that has been discovered by whistleblowers in regards to interdimensional extraterrestrial travel. Oh, that one's going to be amazing. Yeah. And you, if you want to attend any of these, Omar, just like shoot me a text like you always do so I can give you the access, you know? Yeah, and then we have panels at the end of every event, so you're always welcome to join us on the panels, bro. Okay, then we have Phil Gruber, Mary Magdalene, Daughter of Zion, and the Resurrection of Eve. Then we have the, yeah. the second annual Pyramid Knowledge Conference. And this one, yeah, something I've been Sam waiting to do for a while. Go, go say Omar, is what? That, is that Dr. Sam I just saw? Yep. Yeah. 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 Right on. Yep. Yep. Rob Potter, Ken Rolla, Charles Zeiss. He does the science and the mathematics behind pyramid technology. Yeah. Um, and this is something I've been had on my to do list for three years that I wanted to put together an event on after death communication and NDEs. And this is called Psychology, Science, and Evidence Behind After Death Communication and Near Death Experiencers. And this is going to be for free. It's going to, you can sign up to join the Zoom room by just going to the website right now, sign up. Or you can um, just subscribe to our YouTube channel, and we're also going to be live there, and you can check, take a look at it. Um, after that, we have the Pleiades and the, their ancient, present, and future connection with Earth. Then our online conference for the year, Portal to Ascension three-day online summit. Check that out. There's 26 speakers in there. And then Kundalini online conference in May. And I think then, then we have the Indian Ancient Civilization Conference in June. We have my ultimate sound frequency webinar. We have an ancient Greece online conference, you know, and there's going to be like another 10 of them just added in between that. But as you can see, and I'll stop my screen share here. As you can see, we have a lot going on at Portal to Ascension. 
and we're really just building up momentum for our live conference and really just taking our production to another level. You're going to also see about two documentaries from Portal to Ascension, full feature documentaries coming out in 2022, as well as our own studio based out of the Yucatan. So many, many exciting things in store. And it's really game time, man. I don't want to ever be in a situation where, um, you know, I'm not even going to get to that really, but I don't really want to be in a situation that someone can have control over me or my sovereignty, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. I'm creating a community and a place for people like us in the world to actually go to so that we can have that. And that's the eventual goal of Portal to Ascension is to have like a Portal to Ascension city. And I'm traveling the world looking for that place um, actively right now. And um, so that's where we're heading to. So everything that we do with Portal to Ascension, the proceeds that come in, not only go to support, just to tell everybody a business um, model here, 70% of all the proceeds that come into Portal to Ascension from our paid events go to the speakers. So we're probably one of the largest uh, funders of thousands of presenters and researchers in this community on a constant basis for at least the last 10 years, right? So, um, and then the rest of it goes to Portal to Ascension to continue growing our platform and also into our eventual goal, which is to get land and build a community so that we can be in a place where we create what we know is possible. We implement how we feel the educational system should be, right? We implement how we can be more connected to the earth. We teach people permaculture, things like that. I really want to take this and make it more of a practical thing where we make real change on the earth and start restructuring society in the way that we know will benefit all of us. Beautiful. I love that. Uh, you know, while you were talking, I was thinking of like a, a monastery uh, is uh, kind of what you're building, right? Uh, for uh, the people like us where you can uh, escape and uh, and go to, you know, a safe spot where you can uh, use sound and vibration to heal yourself and yep. come back in touch with your internal and find And I prefer yourself. not the term escape. I prefer finding yeah. your true identity. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? like that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are telling us to uh, connect with Dr. Shiva. Uh, this is a few times I've seen uh, this uh, comment come up now. I think it was from Sean. Um, the other few times as well. Um, so I'm going to look into uh, Dr. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard of him too, actually. Yeah, and find out who he is and see if I can reach out. And that's really cool when this message was sent, was at 11.11. So yeah, I'm definitely going to look into that. And also, Neil, you uh, got some groundbreaking things coming up too here in the new year. You got an album coming out. And, yes. uh, and then you have a book. Uh, that's always also coming out in uh, sound, books. Uh, sound healing and sound vibration, right? So tell us about that yeah. real quick. So I have uh, my album is going to be mastered by February, and I'm doing an album release party in the Yucatan in Playa del Carmen in February. So if anybody wants to come down and listen to my, come to my album release party, I'm going to do it in uh, Playa del Carmen and one in Tulum. And um, so, but the album will be on Spotify probably within a month and a half from now. And then also my spoken word album, I'm working on that, which is going to be like classical music to spoken word. And in regards to the books, I'm actually going to be published in three books. I have my own book coming out this year called Sound, in which basically I'm talking about the science of sound healing, the ancient civilizations and how they used it, why it's important and how it's going to assist us in our future. And then also there's going to be 25 stories in there from other people and their experiences, tangible experiences with sound. 
whether they're at an ancient site and something happened, whether they're at a sound healing, whatever. So that's one book. And then I'm gonna be also featured in a book on energy healing where there's about 12 different authors speaking about the different modalities. And my modality is portal to ascension. So it's sound and portal to ascension because technically portal to ascension is my modality on how I put out my energy into the world and create harmony for individuals by cultivating these events. So that's that chapter of mine talks about sound frequency and how it can assist us in all types of ways. But then it goes into how sound brought me to doing portal to ascension work in which we become this huge master connector of conscious people on in the world. Uh, and then the last book that I'm going to be in is this book where this this um, um, shaman, this um, shamanic lady, she basically leads people through uh, regression sessions, guided visualizations. And um, there's about 12 people that she did this with. And you create a story. You So she recorded me, right? She recorded my whole entire journey. It was trippy. I went through all these doors, different portals, different worlds, um, UFOs, spaceships, lightships, ETs, everything, right? And then I created a full chapter for her book on my journey through that shamanic thing. Oh, so cool. it's, it sounds like it's almost like a really epic fictional journey through other dimensions, but it's actually my own consciousness regression that I went through with her. Oh, so nice. that's the third book that I'm going to be publishing. My goal was when I turned 40 to start writing books. So I'm 39. So I feel like it's a win. I'm like one year ahead <laughs> of everything, you know? So like that's, um, that's going to come out by October this year. We'll have all those books out too. And they'll be available on Portal to Ascension. And I'm going to also be on the YouTube doing a lot of events and interviews with other authors from these series. So you're going to hear a lot about it. Nice, nice. Looking mm -hmm. forward to that. Right on, my man. Thank you very much. Thank you for this great uh, great talk today. And uh, happy no fear to you. And uh, happy no fear to uh, everyone that is uh, watching today. Is going to be watching tomorrow, next week, whenever the case may be. Uh, here we go. Uh, Sean just put the name up. Uh, Dr. Shiva Ayaduri, MIT PhD. Okay, right on. I'm gonna thanks, thanks, Sean. Appreciate that. So, right on, homie. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. And uh, happy no fear to all of you out there. And uh, you know, peace and health and abundance to uh, yourself and to your uh, family. And I uh, just want to give a, a quick shout out to uh, my sister from another mother, Star Child. Uh, thank you for the uh, super sticker. I appreciate it. And uh, happy no fear and merry cosmos to you and uh, your family with peace and health and abundance in this uh, new year coming up for all of us. So uh, thank mm -hmm. you very much. I uh, really, really appreciate it. Uh, any uh, final message uh, before we uh, end the stream? You want to drop us a beat before we uh, take off? Yeah, All yeah, right, yeah. Cool, brother. Drop All us right, a yeah, beat, sure. and then uh, you talking about some poetry? Yeah, brother. And then right. uh, yeah, hit us with a beat, and then uh, we'll uh, end the uh, stream with that. All right. So as I'm pulling up my lyrical folder here, let me just say to everybody one more time about San Diego. I really, really, I saw some people saying connections is what they want this year. If you can make it to San Diego in October 7th, 8th, and 9th, start planning now. It's going to be lit. Like, I've created over 2,500 events at this point, right? I'm keeping track of them since 2008. And um, this one, 
I have like finally I figured out a good formula to really make it super powerful with certain people there, things happening at a certain time, post-conference workshops, connection groups, networking. It's gonna be the epitome of everything I've ever done. And it's gonna be in San Diego. I'm in San Diego right now. It's like 10 minutes from where I'm at. And if anybody's in San Diego and they're doing anything tonight, let me know because I'm just going with the flow today. I don't even know what's happening. But um please do try to come there. We're gonna do it live stream for sure. But San Diego is just going to be an epic love fest of connection and awareness and activation as we move forward. Because it's game time, guys. Like, I don't know if you've noticed, but society isn't serving all of us. And we're all realizing it, right? They say no new normal. There is no new normal because no matter what, society wasn't serving us. And this whole thing exploited these and showed us all these elements that were not working for us. And if we ever go back to that same system again... We're just shooting ourselves in the feet because we're just going back to a system that obviously fails us, right? So when it comes to the healthcare industry, comes to lies, political um, political agendas, all of this, right? So this event is really about us putting aside our device divisions, our ideologies, and realizing we have so many more things in common. One of which is we're all human beings on this planet together. And what most people want is to love and be loved. And a lot of traumas and the way we act in the world and even aggressions and all types of people that maybe you might not get along with, a lot of that comes from the lack of love, the lack of understanding, the lack of um, nurturing from early life or from later in life. So even our traumas and the anger and the, um, the pain we inflict on others still comes a lot of times from the fact that that love was never there in the first place. And you might not think that you want that anymore, but that's what really was the original reason for you to even for that person even to get to that point so that's what this gathering is going to be is really for us to focus nourish and support each other and share the connection and love that we all really need so that we can be um, coming from a place of non-reaction coming from a place of peace understanding and neutrality and not tolerance but acceptance a hundred percent acceptance of ourselves and others okay so that I think is a good segue for me to do this spoken word piece, which is called Mother Earth. And this is the um, an homage to the the female energy, the feminine energy, but not female as in a gender of female, but the energy of nourishing, nurturing Mother Earth, because this energy is not gender. It's not a gender. It transcends that. It's just a frequency. It's a vibration that we can all harness and cultivate. So this right here is dedicated to Mother Earth. This poem right here, this goes out to one of the manifestations of source. The north sky, it reflects light on my porch. The entire planet is my church. Even when she is scorched, mother nature will nourish and replenish the soil so that mankind can reap the spoils, abundance, creation and destruction, the Kalima personification manifesting in, the, in this plane in the form of all life. Married to father sky, our minds remain fertile earth on the back of a turtle, the Nephilim reversal, and generations of persecution, Nemesis brings retribution, and Ishtar's contribution are the flowers that bloom, the life that we once knew. She is the one who provides unconditional love to you. As we move over her surface, I dedicate these verses. She is always of service. Time to give back. Time to bring it back. The wounded feminine is where we've been at but also the wounded man. The divine aspect ran, 
away from a place a millennia ago. Patriarchy and damaged egos took over this world. Now is the moment to bring back the days of old. The divine feminine, it's been on hold, but it never truly left. This energy transcends gender as we embark on this quest. To remember our nest, before we were born she blessed. You and me. You and me. But who are we? We are an illustration of beauty and art displayed in the cosmos for all of those who pass us to see and admire. She is the fire, the water, the wind, and the birds. All other creatures have heard her voice, her voice. Her voice sings lands into existence, providing assistance and gravitational resistance so we can continue to thrive. When we die before our souls return to the sky, we join her and we become her again. She is the truest of friends with us until the end and rebirth. She is Mother Earth. She is Mother Earth. She is Mother Earth. Thank you, everybody. Love you all so much. Omar, are you with me, brother? Yeah, I'm here. That was deep, brother. That was really deep. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Peace, love, health, abundance to you all. Say I love you to yourself once a day as soon as you wake up and watch how that will trans. I forgot the word. <laughs> transform, transcend. That's it. Transform your life. <laughs> <laughs> Love you all. Let's just keep moving forward. There's nowhere it. to go but forward. Might as That's well do it. it with all of our intention and all of our joy because I feel a lot of us in this community, we just have a default setting of hope and the knowing that things are going to be as they should be. And we can bring harmony to this world. And as long as we stay with that frequency and that intention, that's what we're going to manifest, you know? So I'm excited for it. Beautiful. Love you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Happy No Fear to you all. I love you guys very much. My name is Omar. I'm the host here at Watchers Talk, coming at you guys from British Columbia, Canada. Peace be with all of you, and we will see you in the new year, which is uh, coming up tomorrow. So enjoy yourselves. Be responsible. And uh, stay safe. Stay healthy. Keep your DNA intact. And uh, we will see you in the <laughs> Peace out.